comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Walking Dead TV Podcast, episode 202. This is a special episode. We're getting together tonight to discuss some news that's out there in the Walking Dead world, some Comic-Con coverage, some new trailers that hit. I am Craig DeMonda, your host, and I'm joined this evening by Mr. Aaron Newerth. Hey, I'm here to talk dead things. Yay. Yay. Hey. <laughs> Daryl Taylor. Hello. Get off my land, but Hello. <laughs> <laughs> We're still, you're still guarding that property, huh? You're still watching it, it carefully? It never ends. The war is never over. <laughs> the battle may be won, but the war continues, huh? This is always. Man, and Mr. Richard Chubb Toad Sheldon. Coral. Coral. Jim Dietz will be joining us shortly. Guys, let's just get right into it. Uh, I, we're getting together sooner than I thought we would, quite honestly. But I, mean, I, I knew we'd get together to talk before fear re-upped itself. But there's just so much news came out and these trailers dropped. We knew they were coming, but I mean, wow, it definitely deserved a uh, deserved an episode for us to talk to it. And Aaron, you had the pleasure of actually being at Comic Con when these trailers were were released to the world, and uh, so uh, a lot of stuff to talk about. I guess we can jump right into it. I mean. Aaron, how was it, man? How was Comic-Con, and what's it looking like for The Walking Dead coming up? Comic-Con was a fun and exhausting time. I had, I, I always have a fun time at Comic-Con. I was very happy to have my lovely girlfriend, Anna, with me for most of Comic-Con. She was able to experience a Hall H on Saturday for the first time, which was <laughs> That's an experience, exhausting. right? <laughs> yeah, it's an experience in itself. I actually did not get to go to The Walking Dead panels for the first time. Those were on Friday, and I didn't make it into Hall H on Friday because we were waiting in line for Saturday's Hall H. So, yeah. Um, but I did eventually see the trailers very recently, actually, because I've honestly had no time to, to watch the Walking Dead trailers. I was busy doing other things. Um, but I did go to several things involving the Walking Dead uh, inside the uh, showroom floor. Um, they, of course, had the big AMC Walking Dead setup this year, and I posted a picture. Um, they had, like, you know, there's normally, like, a photo op thing, and so this mm-hmm. year they had um, Ezekiel's throne with the tiger. That's and awesome. the it actually moved, like the head moved. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Because, yeah. because it was a real tiger. They sedated its only its head. No, that's, I'm kidding. But it was an animatronic <laughs> Peter was there watching. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, its head would move and stuff, and you could sit on the throat and take a picture of it. And then, as usual, they have, like, a cage full of zombies, so they kind of walk around. You can stand in there, and then you go into a, you can go into a room, and, like, more, like, 
scary stuff is happening. It's it's supposed to be like like Negan's kind of uh, prison, essentially. That was the, kind of the idea. Of, the sanctuary the is his so it's better than yeah. it's, it's better than last year because last year was kind of eh. yeah. Last year was kind of uh, um, the uh, what was it the um, uh, it's like the uh, the Alexandria stuff. Regardless, uh, yeah, they had the AMC set up inside. Outside, they had the Walking Dead quarters. Um, which was uh, oh. uh, like a part across the street from the convention center. So this is like a part of because the, there's always stuff that's going on around the convention center. So people that don't have badges to go into Comic Con, they can still have fun in San Diego in the Gaslamp District. So they had like a Kong Skull yeah. Island set up, uh, so uh, FX awesome. set up, a um, uh, Adult Swim always has like a carnival uh, now that's outside there. And so they had a walk, the Walking Dead quarters. Uh, sponsored by Mountain Dew, do the Dew. Oh, okay. Uh, wow, new new sponsors. <laughs> always, like that. Yeah. always sponsorship. I made sure to take a picture of the <laughs> drinkings they had. They had a Mountain Dew setup where you could like, you could it was like mix it up so you could like squirt different flavors of Mountain Dew into one cup and oh. you know drink. So I I took I there was a they had wa- they have walkers kind of roaming the area, and so I I had my Mountain Dew and I took a selfie of me with the walker right next to me drinking the Mountain Dew. Good product placement, uh, sir. You you're respecting the product placement. Good job on that one. Uh, That's nice. Uh, yeah. keep, I'm keeping passage alive. That's what I'm doing. With, <laughs> Uh, it's, all, it's all part of living moss. As you exactly. can hear, Jim Dietz has now joined us. Yes, Jim. Sorry, I'm late. No, we, we just started actually, so good, good timing. I don't know if you covered this or not, but I really, I'm really curious about this, Aaron. If you don't mind me asking, yeah. like, how long do you like, have to wait in the line on average to get in to see a, a, a panel? Like, I don't. Did you get into Hall H at all, or yes, like? I, uh, yeah, as I said, uh, we were able to. My girlfriend and I, we were able to get into Hall H on Saturday, which is like the big day because they have Marvel and DC. You know, like which are like the biggest panels for as far as like fans that want to see giant panels happen, along with Stranger Things and some other panels. Um, but so for that in particular, for Saturday at Hall H, there are some people that have lined up since like the beginning of the week to be in there like uh-huh. first. Um, yep. There's there's a whole wow. process. There's a whole process involved where you have to have wristbands, so you have to wait in line to get a wristband. If you have a wristband, you wait in line on that day and. If you have one, you're guaranteed to get into inside of Hall H. Um, so for us, what we did, since I was with a group, uh, we wait. We had people taking shifts from the beginning of Friday morning. Are you serious? Oh, my, God. Oh my goodness. Um, all, God. All, the, all the way to 10 o'clock in the evening when we finally got our wristbands. All day? Um, so you had somebody there in line all day, pretty much well, we on took, Friday. We took shifts. Right, okay. So we, between how many, between how many of you, though? Um, there was... Like eight of us total, I think, and then you oh, like we, you make you make friends in line, so they can kind of watch your spot a little bit too, that kind of thing. Oh. So it's like it's a get, but yeah, it's, it's lot, you know it's organization that's key, unless you're just really cool about waiting outside in the hot hot heat on asphalt. Hell first. no, I walked now, past people like that last year, and I was like, and, I, there's no yeah. way I would do that. I'll see you on YouTube. I ain't standing in this line. Forget and, about it. And <laughs> like and the. Ri- the the wristband thing's crazy because, like, we we had people there since like six in the morning. There are people that get out there at nine a.m. and they didn't get wristbands. Like, that's how like crazy the line is for for Hall Age in particular. Yeah, oh, that's, man. that's what amazes me every year that you go. It seems like you always get into like all the you know the Hall Age and a lot of really cool panels and stuff. And I just wonder, uh-huh. like, I hear the horror stories like from Daryl and other people have gone about people have to wait from like the you know the week before or whatever to get their head you know their, their, to get into the hall so yeah, it always kind of amazes me how much access you seem to have it's pretty yeah especially since I'm press and they don't care about press there like there's no like having a press badge means nothing nothing, it's nothing like right. it'd be I was beyond, about to ask you that. it's the same way in New York it's the same way in New York Comic Con press means nothing, means nothing it's, not, there. It's, all, yeah. it's all the same company that's why so it's like right. yeah, I was about to ask you if you can just walk in is there a thing for press to just 
I, I know. Let it open. I, they'll give you a comp ticket, maybe, right? They'll let you in for free, possibly, right? If you make arrangements, well, I, but that's about I, it, I, right? I mean, the, I mean, Comic Con's free for me because I'm president. Right. I have that going for it. As far as I don't need to pay mm. for a badge, but that's like, about it. As far yeah. as as far as getting into stuff, unless you you get emails and everything, so you can go to like press rooms and stuff. Like I got I got to go to the press room for the Tick, which is pretty cool. Mm. I got to interview all the stars of the Tick coming to mm. Amazon this August. Uh, do the do. Um, but yeah. <laughs> oh, you're such a good corporate <laughs> lemming. You're so good. You're so good. Wow. But like, but like it does it doesn't go on to many other things beyond like you can go, there's like a, a, pr a camera a press pit area but you have to stand and like you have to stand the entire time if you're doing that like in hall h and trying to take pictures of people um, right. but uh so yeah for like the hall h yes it's a it's a lot of waiting but then you're in there all day and you get to see a lot of cool like you see steven spielberg be like hey let's watch the ready player one trailer guys it's me spielberg but um uh, as far as other panels go, it depends on what you're seeing. Things like um, the CW shows and whatnot, they're in a room called Ballroom 20, which is small. It's like the second biggest hall there, and that's uh, that's a big line. That could take a lot of time if you if you really want to see. You have to kind of take you know take a few hours to wait around for it. But other panels, like I went to a panel for Rocco's Modern Life, which has a new movie coming out, or um, uh, Batman, Batman Mask of the Phantasm coming out on Blu-ray for the first time. Oh, I know. Very, so oh we are very aware. So, I, by and, the way, guys, that's also going to be in theaters for, I think, one night that we really Releasing it, I don't know if you saw that, but uh, Fat no, Events is doing that. Yeah, oh, I know. I know they're doing Batman and Harley Quinn. I didn't yes. know they're doing Mask of the Phantasm. If I, I saw. I'll try to find the link and send it to you guys. I did see that on my uh, one of my feeds. Oh, I'm, so. I'm googling for tickets right now. Yeah, yes, yeah, a certain maybe not every market, but I know I saw a certain city. Fathom are doing Events. It. I, it could be Fathom or one of the ones like that. I, I, I'll find it, or you find it, or we'll, we'll, we'll find it. But it is being screened that one night because of the Blu-ray release in but theaters. So, so panels like that, they, I know they're doing it in L.A. It's in a family, I know that. But um, right. they, uh, the um, panels like that, that that could take some time depending on how stacked. Like So the ones I just described, actually, Robert Kirkman was talking in between those panels. So that room was pretty good for me because I got to see Rocco's Modern Life, a Nicktoon I really enjoy, Robert Kirkman talk about whatever he wanted to, and then Mask of the Phantasm. So like, well, that's a sweet threesome of panels, and I, all I do is wait for like 20 minutes in one line outside of it. So it just depends on, you know, what, what kind of thing you're trying to see really. So, um, cool. so that's, that's like the, you know, the general like way of Comic-Con from a panel perspective, as far as this, this dead quarters thing I was describing, as I said, they had Mountain Dew, they had like, um, there's a whole like charging station where you can kind of sit on a lot of like crappy chairs, like car seats and, that just ran like stuff you'd find in the in you know the Walking Dead universe, just like random chairs out on the road and what have you. And while you're charging your phone, you can watch like they eventually they'd probably show the new trailers once they premiered. But you just watch clips from the Walking Dead on these TVs above, and there's like a DJ spinning, so like he'd, he'd cut to the beat of like Walking Dead remixes they're making up on the screen and whatnot. So that that was neat. There was a um, a batting cage, um, <laughs> which what, was for, like for Negan. Is that what the uh, is oh, well, it, I mean, I guess because it's a bat, but like it was like at the end of it, there was like a target on a walker's head, and like a, like a like a, it was like a mural of walkers and like a target over it, so you just kind of swing the bat to try to hit that. That's awesome. Um, there is there's a walking dead there's a walking dead arcade section where you uh, get played pinball and played that walking dead game that's at Dave and Buster's. They had that there. Oh, okay. Uh, um, what else? There is some some mannequins and stuff. like you saw. I had to put a picture of me with the the dead inside door. They had yeah, that up I there. saw that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. that was nice. Yeah. They had like that, and then like models of various characters, um, including like Daryl, Rick, um, Carol, and then one random blonde woman who I guess was probably supposed to be Maggie, but looked horrible, so I couldn't <laughs> tell what it was supposed to be. <laughs> maybe maybe it's Rick's old girlfriend, Jesse. Maybe it's maybe you know who knows. You, when you said Rick's old girlfriend, I'm like I have no idea what name that person <laughs> has. Like, like, <laughs> um, 
so yeah, it was a, like a neat like area as far as like another like Walking Dead related thing. Um, and yeah, the Robert Kirkman panel I mentioned, since I, I didn't go to the Walking Dead panels, but I did get to see Robert Kirkman just talk about stuff. He had a whole Q&A where he essentially just got on the podium and had it driven by Q&A. So like people would come up and just ask him questions and he didn't drop any major like, you know, bombs as far as things that are happening. Like I'm, I'm a huge Invincible fan, another Robert Kirkman comic mm-hmm. book that's yep. very popular. That's coming to yep. an end very, very yeah, soon. Yeah, um, yeah. Yep. Uh, but there is a movie in the works being uh, developed by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, who currently have, you know, they're working on Preacher and now they're doing Invincible. So I'm very curious where that's going to go. But he had no real information to share on that beyond the fact that it's an envelopment. Um, as far as Walking Dead, um, not like a lot of news because he really he just can't talk about much. It's very fun to see Kirkman. He's a great speaker. It's a lot like he's like, he has kind of a Kevin Smith type personality where he's, mm. a big, he's a big geek who knows how to be self-deprecating and also funny, but also informative about the things that he knows about as far as what he can talk about. Um, I think I read that someone asked him if he felt bad about uh, killing off Glenn and he asked if Steven Yeun was in the room <laughs> and Steven yeah. Yeun was not in the room and he said, no, uh, I didn't. Yeah, the was first, that the first question you wrote, Aaron? It was the that, first yeah, question, yeah, the first, yeah, so like he I was standing on the podium. Report, yeah. I did, yeah, I put a picture of it, what happened because it, it was a little kid, like like eight, wearing That's a... That's a panel I watched a little while ago. There was a, he was, it was a little kid wearing a Rick Sheriff hat Walked up to the microphone. They had to point the microphone down because he's so tiny. And he asked, did you feel bad about killing off Glenn? And it was just like, that was the first question he got. It was hilarious. And uh, But yeah, he kind of, he said, <laughs> yeah, he asked if Steven Yeun was in the room. And he said no. And then he kind of like molded over and he's like, well, I, I saw it with an audience. And when watching it, I was like, well, maybe that was a little much. Killing off both of them. Abraham and. Stephen, like it's just, it was somewhat, it was slight, it was somewhat jokey, but also kind of, it seemed like he was pondering a bit. It's like, well, <laughs> I mean, it's nice to evolve the series and whatnot, but at the oh. same time, that's a lot to take in. <laughs> he could be a bit much. Uh, he could, he could. Robert Kirkman can can be, yeah, he, personality. He talks very much about how he has no emotion when it comes to the characters in his comic books. So right. Why he's able to just slaughter them. Uh, you know, pretty maliciously when it comes to the comics, but uh, actually, you did post that. Pic- I see the little kid now. He's got the um, yeah, yeah the little Rick little Grimes little hat. hat. That's so cute. Yeah. Wow. Also, uh, mentioned, didn't he also mention that The Walking Dead is coming to a definite end at some point? No. I read the article the- about that too. Yeah. What, what, no, what Jim, they they go through this every year where they go, "Do you have a definite <laughs> ending?" You know, they always ask him it somewhere. Do you have a definite ending in mind? Uh, and he always answers eventually if, when he knows, you know, eventually if it, if he decides to end it, he knows, he knows how it's going to end. And that oh, always that... turns into it's, he's going to end walking dead. You know, that, that's kind of, oh, right. yeah. Just, it's, it's a grab it's click. Yeah. It's a, like, yeah. I, won't be, I mean, I'm sure he probably knows what the, what ending he has in mind, but right. I mean, that's what he was saying. Like he says, he says, I finally thought of an ending that would be cool mm-hmm. once it's time to actually end it. Like he he has yeah. the story in his head. Like he knows how to do it. He didn't say when he's going to do it, but he knows how to do it. That's oh. what it, that's kind of what and he, he says was saying. This every year, he, when a blogger tried to run and you know, like they think they're going to get the next big story, and they run and, and oh yeah, right. it's on there, it's on your news feed. And you start it. clicking it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's exactly it. Well, it's clickbait. The panel I was watching a little while ago. Um, Somebody from Sweden that was there asked a question about, will we ever see Walking Dead outside of the U.S. and Mexico? And uh, there was Gimple and Kirkman kind of just dismissively kind of hinted at 
they would like to see Walking Dead Europe or something like that. Um, oh, okay. I mean, I think it was all offhand, you know, just yeah. goofing around. But you know, <coughs> wouldn't that would? I think it'd be great, Walking Dead Europe. I, I'm certainly certain that AMC wouldn't mind having extra money to make off a third series. I know, right. I know that. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, as far as other. Walking Dead related stuff at Comic Con beyond the panels. I didn't see anything else. What so was the cosplay cosplay scene like? I'm sorry. Uh, oh, I, I did. I did see some. There was some Rick Carl and Carols walking around. Um, was that really scared. good, Rick? The one that actually looks just like him. That dude, whatever his name is, Cecil or something. Was he there? Pro- probably. I mean, okay. they're, yeah, they're, they're like spitting images. So, like, like they're, some spit- of them are paid actually to be there. Like, the, the, you, if you're a good cosplayer, like they'll actually pay mm-hmm. you to come to the Comic Con and walk that's, around and take pictures and stuff. So, well, that that's great for them. But yeah, as far as I just know, I saw people that look pretty convincingly like Rick, Harold, <laughs> and Carl. Um, a lot of a lot of girl Carls with the hair and all. I mean, it makes makes a lot of sense mm. to me. People cosplay as Carl, but yeah, uh, it's, I, there's probably Daryls because there's always Daryls. Um, but mm. I, yeah, as far as cosplay, I mean. There was a there was a couple of Michonnes around because you see the staff. So, so there was a, there was no Travises or Strands or I mean <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Salazar's. I mean, come on, there's not the, really. I mean, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of clothes. <laughs> I, I wish there was just a guy dressed as a boat and his name was Abigail. Abigail. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, That's good. Yeah, not a lot. Not a lot of. Um, oh, what's his son's name? Um, yeah, exactly <laughs> him, Frank Delane. Yeah, that's it. No, not not um Nick, no, not Nick, not old, not Nick old man. Old man clothes, no, right? Not, no, the dead son, uh, Travis's son. Oh, 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 Chris, yeah, Chris. Chris. Not a lot of Chris is running around. <laughs> <laughs> you shut your mouth. What? Although I, w- I wish I did see Chris with like like with like road tracks on him. Since he got like ran over, right? Is that? What uh, he got thrown from a vehicle, right? Yeah, it's a, he, spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah, and then he got shot, put down. It's this podcast. You guys know what happened. He got thrown through a windshield and then killed, slaughtered on the on the road. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we want to get awesome. to the trailers because I know those premiered. In, yeah. No, and that's it. So you, you, again, you you spend a lot of time there. It's so much to see at uh, Comic Con. But the trailers hit on July twenty first, um, which I guess this is exactly when they debuted, and it was good. This year there really wasn't any leaks. Last year there was so many like fake leaks because they didn't. Everyone wanted, wanted to know who Negan killed, and there was so right. much hype around that. But this, there was nothing out there that I could see. And then eventually they both hit uh, the Fear of the Walking Dead trailer and the Walking Dead trailer pretty much at the same time, just to give what you. Is, it's nothing to spoil this year. I mean, it's just like, all right, there's more of this. Like, there's no cliffhanger. Yeah. I think they learned. I mean, I think they learned by not having yeah, but not having a major cliffhanger. Right. To, to just be able to talk about it's this war. It's this I was gonna battle, say we you know? we know what's happening. It's not yeah. like you know it's a big secret where the where it's headed. You know so. Yeah. Uh, the trailer was about five minutes long. It's five and a half minutes long for the Walking Dead, and the, the Fear one was about two and a half minutes long. But the the Walking Dead one, I was just stunned. I watched it. I was like, oh man. I watched it at on my computer, but I have a really good sound system attached to my computer, and I'm glad I did. Because it just, oh, I, I turned the volume up. I, I was loving every second of that trailer. I'm like, ah, oh, it was good. It was really, what, it got me interested again, big time. What, what, what pants were you wearing? Uh, <laughs> my, 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 my shit the pants pants. That's the ones I was wearing, okay? Yes, thank you. Oh, my. Oh, my. I think, I, so I, I literally just saw the trailer today for the first time, and I was very impressed with the Walking Dead trailer. That was a solid, solid trailer. Like it, uh, yeah, it was. 
it, 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 I mean, we know what's coming. I mean, people that right. I'm not going to go into it completely, but we know All Out War is coming, which is a, a big thing as far as the comics go. And mm-hmm. they they gave you a good depiction of what kind of action is going to be happening here. Like I I know we've right. I think we've talked about this where it's going to be a lot faster paced this season, which makes sense. Given oh, thank God! What right. we what we know is happening, and not that the slow pace is the worst thing that was going on. There was a lot of really good episodes last season in the midst of some bad episodes last season. But like it, you know, this season I think this the necessity is to have a lot of you know forward momentum between Negan and Rick on the sides of the mm-hmm. armies, and there's they show a lot of like cool action like stunt action going on that I was pretty impressed with. I love yeah, it. Daryl yeah. riding a motorcycle blowing shit up. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, you know, that's, <laughs> that's our Daryl, you know? That was pretty awesome, man. But, like, the, the editing at the beginning I really dug, where it's all silent, as far as dialogue, it's right. all the school playing, yeah. and, or the, song, the, song, the soundtrack choice playing, and they showed a lot of just really cool setup and everything. Um, <laughs> and that really, that really tense uh, percussive wood block yeah. mm-hmm. uh, yeah. really, really uh, lent itself well, I thought, to that, too. Everyone's was chilling out. Tara's eating a Twizzler, just just chilling <laughs> on the bridge there. All right, a lot, right. a lot, a lot of build up, a lot of suspense. I like the yeah. music too behind yeah. it. I like the music yeah. on the on the trailer as well. Like it feels like it's yeah, a, good. it's I'm, a big thing. It, like it feels important. I'm gonna play that music at the end of the show uh, to kind of close it out. So uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's called um, what was the name of the group again that did that song? Hang on a second. I actually downloaded it, but I didn't even. Look at it. Uh, it's an Irish. The Flaming Chris's. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, it's called Dropkick Murphy's. Actually, it's close. You actually regular. <laughs> oh, I know. I know the Dropkick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's called oh, Pris- Prisoner's sure. Song by Dropkick Murphy's. That's who it was. Yeah. So, um, uh, I, 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 they. So they showed a lot in this trailer because there is that end point where you have Rick opening his eyes. He see he appears to be in a bed and he has a new haircut. Uh, yeah, well. and I mean, we know where that. We presumably have an idea of where that's going as people that read the comics. I uh-huh. that seemed a, a bit much to show, I would say, but I mean, it doesn't necessarily reveal anything as to what happens. I, I'm right. I mean, it, it identifies that there will be something to occur that involves Rick needing to, you know, cut get a haircut. <laughs> but uh, well, I mean, I think it's it, it's more like a WTF moment to put it. I mean, that's why they put it after the trailer proper as kind of a stinger, you know, just kind yeah. of. Like, Everybody for the last two, three days can sit there all over the world going, they're going to do it. He's going to get up out of his coma and it will all have been a dream. People, that is not where it's That's going. That's not where it's going, no. That's no, it. No. I mean, he said that a million times. If Kirkland said anything, Kirkman, right. he said... It's not a dream. He's like he said it. Right. He, he's, it, it that's, right. he said it like she point blank many times because it's just not going to be mm-hmm. that way. As much as you want it to be, it's not going to be like that. This so, isn't 1982. This is not Dallas. Let's <laughs> just move on. But I mean, um, it did show one thing though that Rick does survive the current conflict, right? I mean, he doesn't get killed off by Negan. Right. Maybe he's yeah, wounded a bit. He's got a cane, but at least I he. I don't know that. Well, I mean, well, unless it's a dream of him I, 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 being older, if that's what you're saying. I mean, then that's I saw, all I saw was Rick has a haircut at some point. I don't know what that word that's in the, that well, could be the second episode. I don't know what's going on. He looks he's a lot sure. older there. I mean, that's you know, he's definitely aged maybe he dyed his hair. I don't know. Maybe maybe no. But here's the thing: is I mean, Rick's gotten pretty gray. It's just it's so long. He's got that dark in there too. Shortened up, it could be gray like that. Because if you look closely, yeah, his hair is white or gray. But his face doesn't look any older. It still looks about the same age he is now. Okay. He, li- right. he lived at least long enough to make that inspiring speech in the trailer. 
Yep. That could be the first episode. That could be the end of the first episode. <laughs> it could be. I don't, I don't know could what's be. Going Who knows? On. But I mean, that's you know, two minutes. I can tell you, you didn't die. So that's it. Go. He doesn't yeah, die at you... least in the first episode. That's yeah, all. Yeah, but I... you know he's not. You know he's not going to die though. I'm trying to hold this on to people that are like concerned about Rick. Okay, guys. Oh, come on. You know he's not I'm die. concerned about a time jump though. That's that's. I don't necessarily need or want that. And him all old and banged up either, but I guess maybe that's where it could be going. Who knows? You I might mean, get a few months. You might get a, a time jump of a few months, maybe. I don't think we're going to get a time jump as long as we're dealing with Negan. I, um, well, I can see the war going on a little bit, like a few months. I can see the war going yeah. on for like three, four months or something like that. I can see that. I'm just saying the time jump they did in the comics was after, well after... The, yeah, uh, but I don't. I, yeah, I know, but I don't. I don't see them doing that per se. I mean, well, actually, if you think about it, actually, they might because if Carl's gonna live, you will have to anticipate his aging, right? And it might be a way to to do that. Or, well, they didn't do the whole show. Now yeah. he was no, ten when he started. He's eighteen now. I mean, that's they. It ain't been eight years in the show. That's true. They've already had to swallow well, that one, right? The puberty hit, and yeah, that's what I mean. That's <laughs> what I mean. They might they might jump it a little bit to, and that would. I mean, and that would be a bad thing for the show if they jump it in time a little bit, get her a little old, get him a little older, get a you know. His daughter's a little old. Although, I mean, I, who knows? I mean, because look at like the whole one of the reasons that or what I remember reading anyway, the whole Sophia thing was the kid came back that season and was so damn tall that they were just That's like, what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Like they they already know the issues they have to deal with. It happened with Lost, it, it, you know, like it had with, with the kid that they had there. Like they know it's it's that's a problem. They know that's a problem, and they might not want to get rid of Carl yet. But so. his aging hasn't thrown me like me neither. It's kind of I, I know we 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 know if we sit back and think it's only been three years since he woke up from the coma, give or take, right? That's uh-huh. if, but uh-huh. it's like in reality we've lived our lives for actually seven years watching this show, so it's like right, you know, it, it, it doesn't throw me that he's aged so fast and his hair has grown so fast. Well, and well, it I mean, it's also be... it's also the stress of the city. I mean, let's look at Obama. Like it's not like right. <laughs> he right. turned pre- gray pretty quick after being president. I mean, it's, it's stress <laughs> going on. It's not just the fact that he got older. You can it's turn just, gray in a year. I yeah, mean, you can. It's shorter as a year. I've done it. I was married. I, it's quick. <laughs> um, There's people in their 20s that go gray pretty quickly. It happens. Yes, like, it's a thing. Yes. My so dad it's like, had a full head of gray hair by the time he was 24. But there's Steve, something... Steve Martin was born in a gray hair cocoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not like there's... they're going to you know, do a run for some Just for Men or something. You know? no, they're not going to no. risk life and limb against zombies for yeah, some Now that, but that it, Glenn, but it, Glenn's gone, he would have done that run, but he can't now. So. But there's yeah, something he's too busy taking photos. Those for you. <laughs> there is something good that can happen with that. Like if you can, if you can get through Maggie, if they don't want to keep that pregnancy going on for too long, and you kind of want to jumpstart where she is. I mean, there's there's some good ways to kind of, you know, for writers to get to a place they want to get to. You know, like change relationships between characters. You know, it's a it's a quick way to do that to to flip alliances and stuff, and then you know, kind of get into that why things have changed i mean they've done it quite a few times so it's i could see them thinking about that and going hmm that might be a good idea to do that and we can get some thing get some things done shake up some things um you know during the season 
I could see it. Like a mid-season something if they do it like mid-season. Well, that was my next question. Like, Would they wrap up that image by the mid-season? Or would they just carry that thread maybe throughout the season? I don't know. I mean, that, that's... It's a, it's a great question. I tend yeah. to think the trailers for The Walking Dead only focus on what they've shot. And I don't right. think... And that's usually the first three or four seven. episodes usually by this point, right? And it's like, that's all they've got in the can right now. So far. Yeah, I mean, but at the, at the same time, filming Rick with that kind of look... I mean, you can film that anytime, really, right? So, true. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. All I know is this. I mean, I've I've admitted this, and I have no problem sharing it again. I love the action part of this series, and this uh-huh. this trailer delivered big time. Yeah, almost as much as the one. Well, probably actually more than the one when they were in Terminus, and more than the season three one when they had introduced the governor and that whole that whole thing. Those are the ones that stick out in my mind, trailer wise. This one. I mean, wow, just seeing them kick butt. I wonder if, I just wonder if they actually did it because they had to or because they actually listened to some of the fans or they watched the ratings going down and this experimental, oh, we're so beaten down by Negan. Like, is that why they're giving us what they want, what we want now or at least what well, I want? No, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't mean, know. You know uh, Craig, you, you, know the, you know the comic. Like, it's because yeah. there's a war. That no, happens. I know that I mean, part. I, I, I get that. It's, it, you know, why are they giving I mean, it to us like this? We could argue that it's convenient that at the same time the ratings have plateaued and we're following up a slower season. Um, we happen to be getting a big action-packed war, but I mean the comic and where we've left off of the season does necessitate an action-packed war scenario. So I mean it, yeah, it it it, it worked out <laughs> for fans that are really looking for some like you know fast momentum in the season, more action-packed stuff, less of the kind of ponderous and weird that I appreciate as far as seeing like garbage people or jaunts <laughs> with um Sean and Rick for an episode. Sorry, like, the, Ro- the Romulan chick has got to go, dude. The Romulan, yeah. It's a... <laughs> she has to go. I hate her, man. She po- she popped up in the trailer. <laughs> I know. I know she yeah, did. She did. Something she else did. I noticed about the trailer, it had like a lot of little uh, like like uh, it had inspirational speeches from Rick and and, yep. and, 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 Maggie. Uh, and Maggie. From, also from Maggie, but like there are also like these little lines and moments in it too, like the beginning with Negan, t- uh, you know, asking asking you know if he had his <laughs> pants on, or or the part with uh, with Ezekiel where he's like you know thanks, he's like for being such a cool dude. Oh you yeah, know? Jerry, that, Jerry, Jerry, Ezekiel. Jerry yeah. to Ezekiel, yeah, <laughs> and I'm like yeah, that's a cool little moment there. That's the kind of thing I like in my Walking Dead, you know. <laughs> Every and, shot and of trust his, the every, king. Every, yeah. <laughs> every shot of Ezekiel in that trailer was magnificent because you're seeing that oh, like yeah. those dread those dreadlocks and action. It's like this is like this is the most cinematic Walking Dead can get right now by having this character on screen fighting against people. You said cinematic. Yeah, they cut the trailer cinematic though, didn't they? I was just gonna say they they cut it. The way it was edited, it was very much like a I wouldn't say like a modern movie trailer, but at least somewhat of a movie trailer. I mean, it was definitely cinematic feel. I mean. There's cinematic and there's just you know f- fancy cutting and that's what it was. But I mean okay. the, the kind there's of the some... icon the iconography of seeing a a like a gray dreadlocked figure uh, fighting in a war is there. There's something there that is unique to to something like The Walking Dead. But there I'd was say. some nice cinematography going on in some of these shots. Oh, for sure. I mean, like I the, the shot of the, the yeah. like the behind the shoulder shot of Ezekiel as he walks through the troops in the kingdom. That was I, I yeah. very memorable. Yeah, again, again, you the, mentioned Ezekiel, like, right? Well, I mean, he's he's very you know very visual, very very visually striking. You know, Carrie um, uh, Rhodes in that in that role. Um, the uh, um, 
uh, the scene where, where um, we see Daryl on the bike, and you know they have the kind of you know J.J. Um, Abrams light behind him of the sun, but it's like shot from below. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool. That I mean, good. very, uh, very nice. You know, I really appreciate some of the shots in this, and the shot of Tara like kind of pointing her gun and saying "bang," you know, right, like fake like, shooting it, yeah, like yeah. a little bit off camera, you know. I mean, really, I, mean, I thought there were some really well composed shots in this trailer after you know, watching it a few times. And um, that makes me excited because I like it when it's. I, I like a lot of action, but I like a lot. Of, I like the story too. I like those moments, you know, like we said before. And uh, I, I, I agree with you guys. You know, that after the plateau with the ratings, probably they're trying to sell some sizzle with their steak to try to get some of the faithful back. You know, so I, I hope so. I mean, I, I, I mean, I hope that that's the, the reason. I mean, like you said, the war is coming; it's inevitable. But the way that they're presenting it is very attractive right now, and the way they, the thought they put into that trailer to uh, cut it that way is just. I'm, I'm, I loved every minute of it. I watched. I watched well, a lot. It reminds me a lot of Game of Thrones. I mean, and I know they're not the same, but what what it reminds me right. of this big battle that you know everyone knows from the books, or you know, you just you've heard about it. They, they it's a big thing that's coming. Uh, this bat, you know, this war. You know it's coming. You know it's it, it's just a lot of things that have led up to it. Well, I feel like Walking Dead is the same thing. But you know, this thing is coming now. They've been leading up to it all season. We're finally there. I mean, you know, I mean, you know it. They knew they were getting to this point, and they and they were excited to get to this point. Um, and I, I think also like the the Game of Thrones trailers, Daryl. I mean, you make a really great point. They did. There's nothing spoiled. No, Something I really spoiled. enjoyed about the no. Game of Thrones trailers is they didn't yeah. spoil any of the story for me at all. And yeah. the same with this. I mean, we know generally in, in broad strokes, in, in large story beats, what's going to right. happen. Obviously, everybody's going to right. war. But, right. like, it doesn't spoil any of the minutiae, the, like, nope. you know, nitty-gritty of the story at all. Nothing. It's, Except maybe, like, the, like, you know, the father, Gabriel, in, in a room with Negan. Okay, ooh, that's a little... Yeah, how, how'd they get there? Like, yeah, all right, something's yeah. going to happen. Right. But, you know, but, a sermon but, gone wrong, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> a great, great, great point, Daryl. Yeah. No, good stuff. All right, well, just to give you some comparison, um, <laughs> you're gonna laugh at this one. The, they both released the trailers AMC at about the same time on July 21st, and so far, the Walking Dead trailer has 4.9 million views. Uh-huh. The Fear of the Walking Dead trailer has 220 thousand views. Just saying, not not you know, just saying, little buddy. So I mean, uh, it, d- it does show the different level of interest uh, between these two shows, and you could say, well, you know, it's a mid-season trailer, or you know, they're midway through it. All right, maybe you could say that, but still, it's a pretty uh-huh. big, uh, a big gulf, if you will. But but there's nothing big to anticipate. I mean, the, the Fear of the Walking Dead it didn't end on like a major cliffhanger or even a lead up to a battle it was just oh i don't know man i think fear like was uh, leading up to a showdown for sure between like the auto settlers yeah. and, and the uh you know, the native americans right I mean, yeah but it's and so, then madison like, and her family caught in the middle and right. you really see that in the trailer too i mean yeah I know. They, they, it looks not, like they're trying to make some kind of alliance that isn't quite working out i'm sorry i know but if you make it it's not but I, what i mean is it's not very it, it doesn't leave you all excited like that, that last, tra- the, you know, the last episode we watched, right. it didn't, it doesn't leave you all excited like that. But all right, so then how did the trailer leave you? After you watched the trailer, how did you feel after that? Then? After I watched the trailer, it was like, I expect that to happen. So nothing you know, like, was like, like <laughs> wetting your appetite. Right, you, okay, like, all right, we know right, this is going to happen, right? Yeah. Because you know that's the setup. Like, you know that water is going to go. The only thing it did for me was it reminded me, oh, yeah, now we know why they had the whole thing with the water. 
because that's what they're going to fight. See, that's going to be a battle to and, get that water. And Jim, you said something interesting. They didn't reveal too much. I think they revealed a lot on the fear of the Walking yeah. Dead trail. I mean, you yes. see, and I, I even yes, wrote some notes did. here. Madison, you see him, ta- her talking to Strand. So that means they met mm-hmm. up. Daniel and her meet up somehow. She's holding her hands up, and he's holding a gun yeah. to her head. So she's at the yeah. dam. She finds the dam. Uh, she meets the dam people. She's even talking to Lola a lot, the head of the, the, the dam people. So, I mean, they showed a lot more beyond where they just are right now with the ranch and the tension with the Native Americans. I mean, it's right. You know, I think they needed to. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, with with with, uh, with the, the the main show, they can get away with showing, you know like little snippets cut together like they did. But I think with this show, they really need to sell it more and kind right. of explain it more to people who don't watch it or who fell off of uh-huh. it about why it's interesting. You know, yeah. I right. wasn't cutting you off. You know? it's, it's like, we're not on a boat. You know, we are, we're, you know, they're, they're interacting with other new people. If you didn't watch it before, or if you watched it and you're not sure about where you think, we might be going with it. We have some things happening. Like there, there is some connective tissue. We're getting this group uh, back together again. Um, you kind of have this, to do it a little bit. On this topic, I have a question for Aaron. Yeah, I, I know you were in other lines and stuff, but walking around or just talking to people there at Comic Con, what was the line for the Walking Dead panel like versus the line for the Fear the Walking Dead? Did they put that one in Hall H too? They put them both in Hall H, and they put Fear the Walking Dead first on purpose. Um, so uh-huh. it's the and it's a, that on so that took place on Friday, and so they this, they stacked it a certain way, which was Fear the Walking Dead, Walking Dead, uh, then Game of Thrones, um, and then what's after that? I forget what's after that one. Oh wait, yeah. Okay, and that I because I know Preacher was eventually on the same day, and Defenders was after that, and I was there for Preacher and Defenders actually. But um, oh, cool. Yeah, so I got to see the full first episode of Defenders, which was a, uh, it's good. Uh, we we need you that, on the next DC TV podcast talking about the Preacher stuff. Yeah, I can uh, hopefully if we can work it out. But regardless, uh, they I like they do fear the Walking Dead first on purpose because they want me to make sure people actually stay for that panel. <laughs> um, right, right. And so it's like the same length of waiting for. For that, it's you know, it's 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 oh, Hall H so on they're Friday. Combined? I yeah, mean, well, it's it's not combined; it's just one after the other. But they do fear the Walking Dead before Walking Dead because they know Walking Dead's more popular. So people want to see yeah. just Walking Dead and then leave. I'm just saying they don't clear the Walking Dead or they don't clear one out. No, Hall, bring Hall, H, in. Hall, H, Hall H does not clear out at all. So if you're oh. a, you you can be there all day, which is why it's a, such a long line because people aren't really going to leave generally for those days. Right. So. Right. That's why you can't get in if you don't wait on those lines. Yeah, wow. it's 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 not an easy task to get in after the fact. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I will say, let me say this about the trailer for Fear of the Walking Dead. Um, I'm completely with Daryl. I I get it. Um, I I I can't say I was thrilled by where things are, you know, head. Like I like I can't, I need to get this right now. It's more like, yep, okay, this is where where it's gonna be or whatnot. But but that last episode just felt so underwhelming to me. Like I, I felt it's uh-huh. just kind of like. All right, they yeah that that thing happened and you know he died and Walker's like that much closer to being involved. Like it's just like okay, yeah, it, it just kind of felt like a shrug. So, I as a series, like it looks compelling enough as far as yeah, there's alliances being formed and there will probably be a lot of zombie action, which will look great because the zombie action always looks great. But like as far as a a story and character set of characters, I'm excited to be back with. It's 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 less of a less of an enchantment there. It's just more of like yep, okay. 
Well, we'll see where it goes. Well, the trailer well, reviews definitely concur with that. And just real quick, uh, I was looking at, at, at YouTube for a second. Stranger Things trailer has 6.7 million downloads right now, just to let oh, you yeah. know. It's also a great fucking trap. Sorry, a great choice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. It when, is uh, when, when when you start hearing Vincent Price on there, and then the Thriller themes like in oh, the backing of no. the whole thing, it's like, oh my god, this is like. They, and I, like I like Stranger. I like. I can't say it's the greatest thing I've ever seen, but like, I really like Stranger Things. I was happy to binge with Anna for like a weekend, but that trailer for season two is like, oh my god, that's, that's a great move on their part. Getting Thriller on it. Oh yeah. yeah. They had they had me at Dragon's Life. Oh me too, Jim. Yeah, 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 yeah Dragon's Life. Like, oh you. Where's Space Ace? That's yeah. next, right? Oh, yeah. That is so <laughs> such a weird phenomenon because I'm not into Stranger. I I enjoyed it, like I like Aaron. I enjoyed yeah. it, but it was something I watched and I didn't think about it again. It's like I, it wasn't something like I, I I stick with. But the the way that they're able to just dip the engulf themselves in nostalgia, in a way, because it could be a turnoff to people to do if you don't do it right, right? It could it could you could try to do that. It doesn't work. But they found a way to like tap into that and just get people just going crazy. I was one of those Goldbergs. Yeah, I was one of those kids. You take out the the phantasm and all that of the whole show. Just that I could be one of those kids in that group playing D and D. I mean, that is my life in the eighties. Dragon's Lair two and Dragon's Lair. Hell yeah, baby. So yeah, I mean, Fear of the Walking like Dead certainly had a trailer yeah. that we watched, and yes. it's, it's decently edited, but I, I can't say it left a huge there. impact on me. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like you said, it just kind of showed some of the plot points we could kind of guess already, and it did show yeah. a lot more than the regular Walking Dead trailer. But like I said, it kind of has to in a way, you know. Yeah. People doesn't seem like doesn't seem like people are really sold on the show, you know. Even people who are like casual viewers who are like, well, that was better, but I'm not really, you know, all hyped to see it like I am the parent show. So I thought it well, was I, a decent trailer. I didn't get super hyped over anything, although I did like the the Daniel and and her meeting up because that immediately puts thoughts into my head of him getting involved because obviously Ophelia, but you know, right, right. she's on she's on the other side, you know, just just the thoughts of where that can go. That was kind of exciting, but there was a lot about it that I was like, eh, a, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Well, I mean, again, the change of leadership is happening between season three and four. So this is the last mm-hmm. of the Erickson regime, so to speak, of Fear of the Walking Dead. Right. Right? We're switching over to Gimple right. starting for season mm-hmm. four. So maybe things will, will take a turn. Maybe they'll make it more action. Maybe make it, you know, maybe that season four trailer is the one to watch out for. That one's going to be probably really designed to reel in people and get them, get them watching. And they'll, they'll tease something. Maybe who knows what's going to happen? There could be a cliffhanger. I mean, anything could happen between now and then. Right. All right. Cool. Well, it'd be, it is interesting also to see that the son, the crazy one, now that you, the father's Troy. gone. Now, what do you do with Troy? Like you, right. you set him up to do this thing. You, you, you know, you wound up the little psychopath to get him to a certain point, and now you got him. And it's not even a, even though his father's just as nuts, but you know, but he was at least least a calming uh, thing for this for this guy. Now you don't have that at all. So now what do you do? Like they showed some scenes where it's like, Madison has a look of now. How do you deal with this guy? Well, but Madison is able to calm him down. I mean, he does listen to her. No, he listens to her. you know, like last season, but I, but what they, some of the cuts that they made uh, for the trailer would show, you know, like, they I, were at like odds. you said, it shows yeah. a lot, 
it seems she's losing control now. He's starting to really uh, flip out. And and it might be a bad thing because they probably could work something out with the group, you know, with the, the uh, American Indians. They could work somebody something out with them. But when you have someone, you can't have this crazy dude. He's not the guy that works out uh, a peaceful um, trade negotiation. That's not him. <clears throat> so it's going to be a problem. Like it seems like there's going to be an issue now that you, you're going to have to deal with if this guy uh, wanting to go to war now, especially when if they think that he's if they're responsible because of what they did is responsible for his father wanting to kill himself. If that you know because they think his father committed suicide, there could be a he, he could still be on the war path wanting to fight no matter what they do. So Fear comes back in September, I believe, right before we lead into the October release of The Walking Dead. Yeah, uh, September, September 10th. Thank you. And then uh, the parent show comes back on my birthday, October 22nd. So. Oh, so, yeah. Let's get that cake ready, right, yes. Chubbs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, if, can, I, if I, can I take a minute for a couple things? Sure. We're done talking about the tra- if we're done talking about is everybody done talking about the trailer? Yeah, we're going to yes. move on to the next topic in a minute anyway. Go ahead. Go. Cool. I said two, two quick things. First of all, um, I know Aaron and I are both big fans of the uh, um, Telltale mm-hmm. uh, Walking Dead games. <clears throat> if you have not had the chance to play them, there is a Humble Bundle right now. Uh, on uh, If you go to HumbleBundle.com, you can get uh, Season 1 and Season 2 and the Walking Dead Michonne game, plus 50% off the new season that's coming out, uh, plus a bunch of other games, for $8. Right wow. now, right now, eight dollars and eighty three cents. Um, it's a humble bundle. Basically, they donate a proce- some of the proceeds to charity. They cut deals with indie, indie developers. They do these wow. bundles of games, and they're always really good deals. And some of the money goes to charity. But if you were interested in getting into those Walking Dead games, that is a super great price. Uh, like I said, it's all of season one, all of season two, and the Walking Dead Michonne game. Uh, normally, that would cost a lot. Uh, it also comes with the Game of Thrones game. Uh, a bunch of other stuff too. Just is it only for the tabletop? Is it only for the desktop computers, or is it it's only for the... computers? Well, yeah, but actually, uh, Daryl, hold on. The PlayStation Network is running a sale too. Um, I noticed oh, that like okay. Michonne is like two two ninety nine now. So really, you can make your own little that. bundle on PSN right now. They're running a sale, yeah. so check yeah. that out. There's right. a good deal on those Telltale cool. games. Actually, the Back to the Future ones also like three bucks. Um, oh, they're all Telltale Man. games. There's a good good. Uh, <laughs> And if you're willing to shell out the big, big price of fifteen dollars, uh, they'll throw in all of that. that their uh, new Batman Telltale game and uh, Minecraft Story Mode uh, up to like nice, wow, chapter eight or nine or something. My kids love that. Uh, so, yeah, if you're interested in those Walking Dead games, uh, I really love them. I thought they were great and well, it was, and they aren't. Um, you aren't like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, twitchy. You know, you don't have to be like a real uh, super like fast uh, expert gamer to play them. They're more about the storytelling right. and the adventure and choices you make having consequences down the line, uh, things right. like that. That's the kind of game Telltale makes. So, uh, yeah, like I said, eight eighty three right now, um, and some of the money goes to charity. So it's a win win if you want to get those games. I just wanted to mention that. Uh, the second thing I wanted to mention is since we last record recorded, um, uh, George Romero passed away. And yep. if you're a fan of The Walking Dead, if you're a fan of zombies at all, then you owe something to Mr. George Romero. Uh, he was the favorite son of the city of Pittsburgh. He filmed almost all of his movies here in Pittsburgh 
with local crew and a lot of times local cast. Um, you know, Night of the Living Dead was filmed. I mean, I'm about 10 miles from the, the, the mall where Dawn of the Dead was filmed. Uh, oh, on wow. Rodel Mall. <laughs> and uh, they used to, uh, the, the Comic-Cons would have, like, the cast members from Dawn of the Dead, and sometimes George himself when he was in better health. Uh, for charity, you could pay, I think it was $100, and get, like, a tour of the mall with them. Um, I, I always wanted to, but I never had the extra 100 bucks to do it. I did get to cook for George and, and, and Tom Savini and some other associates of theirs at my restaurant. Uh, once and that was, that was a great honor and I had him you know sign a few things and he was a very gracious guy and, and super nice uh, he meant a lot to the city uh, he meant a lot to I mean he started some I mean the, as what we call zombies today were basically defined by him in Night of the Living Dead Dawn of the Dead his movies really like started this whole zombie craze that everyone is into now so come on you know, Bob yeah they're coming to get you Bob <laughs> But, I am. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, Night of the Living Dead was so uh, innovative in so many ways. Yeah, it was. Aaron, I got a question for you, real quick, if I can. Uh, did he say any? Did Kirkman say anything about George Romero's uh, death? Uh, unfortunately, no. And I had a question. I, wa- I was in. I was like waiting to ask him a question concerning uh, Romero if he had any ever had any interaction with him specifically or whatnot. And I know because Romero has commented on The Walking Dead that he's not the most favorable of comments towards The Walking Dead. So I, I was curious <laughs> if he had any insight as far as not necessarily on that, but uh, as far as you know, just the influence that that man had on things. Someone else asked another question that was related kind of to Romero which kind of spoiled it and it didn't really go anywhere so it wasn't fortunate because I would have liked to hear what he had to say I know Kirkman did post an, an image um, and like with a little like message to it uh, you know saying RIP George Romero on the day that he did pass away though I know that but uh, yes at Comic Con nothing uh. nothing major as far as uh, Romero's death um, I wanted to I wanted to add uh, to what Jim you're saying because I certainly had a lot of respect for Romero. I, you, yeah, I mean, we're all on this podcast. We all like The Walking Dead. I assume we're all zombie fans in general. I am a huge zombie film fan. I, it, it's a it's a genre I really do love because of you know I love horror movies in general and with zombie films specifically uh, because the focus can't be on zombies specifically just because the nature of them is so you know, inconsequential because all they want to do is, you know, they're just a, a threat. They're not, they're, they're not characters with exceptions based off recent movies like Warm Bodies or what have you. But the, the movies themselves, something like Night of the Living Dead or Dawn of the Dead, it deals specifically with characters. The best zombie movies um, are ones that deal with characters and the situation they're in and whether they're trapped in a scenario or it's dealing with other themes or ideas. I find that to be fascinating, especially when it's done right. And Romero certainly managed to do it right a few times. Um, he did Night of the Living Dead, which is you know, has plenty of influence and in everything and is a great film in itself and has a lot of ideas going on concerning race relations, what have you. Dawn of the Dead moves into consumerism, what have you. And it's one of my favorite movies of all time, period. Um, certainly. Me too. Me too. Certainly one of my favorite zombie movies. That and like Shaun of the Dead, honestly, are just like the tops for me. <laughs> and not to me dead, honestly. Day of the Dead. Um, the, the, the makeup effects in that film are phenomenal. There are so, like, I... I, I, I'm good at knowing the tricks of how to do things, but there's still some things in Day of the Dead where I'm like, how did they do some of that? Because there's some amazing work being done there. And then just the movie itself. It's Of the three zombie films, it's uh, it's third on my list, but I still think it's a, a great one to watch and everything. Land of the Dead, I, I like Land of the Dead quite a bit too. I think it's a fun, that's a fun return. Um, I wasn't as big on Survival of the Dead and Island of the Dead, like, and I always wish that Romero would have the chance to do kind of like one last great big zombie movie again to kind of 
go out with a bang. And unfortunately, that didn't get to happen. But I mean, and there's plenty of other films you can talk about, too, in his filmography. He did the original The Crazies, which mm-hmm. has a lot of ideas that I thought were cool. Um, the uh, Creep Show is a fantastic yeah. horror mm-hmm. anthology written by Stephen King, directed by George Romero, has some really memorable moments, including Stephen King in a terribly acted performance, but in a creepy little segment <laughs> of that movie. <laughs> oh, you, you done did it now, Jordy Verrill. Uh, there, I mean, there's uh, films like Martin. There's, there's okay. like he's contributed so much. He's always had a, you know, he's never been a studio guy, so he's always had kind of an independent bent. And because of that, I think he was able to do a lot more than some people would have let him do if he was working with a major studio. So that's why you get a lot of that social commentary. Not a Living Dead is one of the first movies, to, you know, horror movies to really inject that kind of aspect within a film. Uh, you know, besides just having like creature feature going on, there is. You know, you know, ideas there that people have analyzed and researched, and you know, it led to the other films that he did. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff he contributed to the horror genre, let alone the concept of zombies. I mean, yeah, you have White Zombie and movies like that from you know the 30s, 40s, what have you. But the zombie concept, like you mentioned, Jim, it's it's what we know as zombies because of Romero, and he. He 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 was a you know he, he is one of those kind of titans of horror that contributed so much to the genre and had left a left a major stamp on it. So it's you know it it was it was sad to hear about his passing. Obviously, he you know he's an older yes. man. You know he's certainly done a lot with his life. It's not you know it, it's inevitable, but at the same time, it does have an effect, especially for us doing a podcast that's based off a show that wouldn't be around without him. So yeah, no yeah. well and, said. I mean, even independent film. I mean, you know. Yeah. The way the way they financed uh, Living Dead, and, you know, it kind of paved the way for movies like Halloween later, and you know, even right. you know, other indie indie films, you know, indie horror films you know, down the line. So, uh, as as a, just a quick addendum, uh, because of that dinner with uh, at Gypsy with uh, with uh, Romero and Savini and stuff, one of my servers ended up going to the Tom Savini makeup school and is now working as a oh wow a, prost- a prosthetic artist. So, well, had a huge impact. That's amazing. I, I don't know what comments uh, Romero made about The Walking Dead. All I know is that um, that style, or this, I should say, this style of zombie that, that still is the most prevalent today, like the ones that, you know, walk and don't run, and, you know, they don't talk really, you know. Well, they, they, they kind of talk in one of his movies, but it's kind of towards the end there. But, you know, for the most part, that Romero style zombie is really what The Walking Dead kind of is. I mean, I want to say it, 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 he created well, that it whole is, yeah. thing, right? It is. Kirk, Kirkman said they're Romero zombies. That's okay. what he's always called. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. why he said that was what Romero was saying, that he really doesn't give him credit for it. That That's kind of been the comments over the oh, years. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. That Romero was saying that, yeah, yeah that uh, Kirkman doesn't, doesn't really give credit to where, you know, where that came from, where his Walking Dead uh, hmm. ideas came from. It's a yeah, and it's a bit of a, I mean, you know, it's 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 Hollywood stuff and celebrity type things where it's all a lot of egos and what have you going around, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's also misquotes going on as well, like you know, kind of saying yeah. something passing that suddenly gets turned into an internet article that gets spread. You know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I would also I would I would <laughs> add. <laughs> I I would add that I mean I think what part of it is that Romero has been wanting to do another zombie movie that was his idea mm-hmm. and something things like The Walking Dead and World War Z he made comments about where. Essentially, he's writing them off because they've, for him, a person that makes independent films, essentially, it's become very hard and challenging to secure a studio and a budget that can afford him to do what he wants to do with the genre versus what's popular with audiences, which is to say, you know, a lot more action driven cinema as opposed to something that's probably more intimate, which is what Romero would likely be doing. So it's, right, I think that's, I pref- that's more of a that's kind of bad feelings, I think, between the two. So. I, I prefer- forget to oh, go ahead, Jim. Sorry. Go ahead. No, Jim, you go. I'm, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, uh, I really like Monkey Shines, too. That's a nice, really <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. creepy movie. 
And he made a really odd movie with uh, Tom Savini and Ed Harris called Night Riders. About it was like a retelling of King Arthur, but with bikers that traveled around in a <laughs> carnival. And it was always like this, like weird kind of just like quirky movie, but it's like it's kind of weird and cool in its own way. It's just kind of that independent spirit he had, you know, in his, in his work. So, hmm. but, yeah. what, what I was saying was that I prefer the Romero style zombie over like the more I guess we're seeing like World War Z type, the running, infected, crazy. You know, type of infected type of zombie. I like more this stumbling, walking type of walker, not the, you know, the, the, the climbing walls. It's just, it's just too crazy. I think I, I didn't, I don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't like that. I, I, the movie was okay. I just didn't like the, the way that the zombies behaved. I guess. I mean, it's a well, good they weren't movie. even zombies. Yeah, they were just like crazy. They were just infected. Well, they were more. I thought of them more as what I like. What I liked about it probably because they weren't zombies. Uh, and it's something different. It was more of like uh, in the in the frame of mind of um, what was it? Uh, Thirty 20 days, days later. later. Twenty eight days later. Twenty eight days later, where it's they weren't really zombies, but it was just something where you it put their bodies, whatever it was that did it to them. It just it was like they amped them up to a point of they just turned them into something else totally. Like they weren't I mean, even it, human. It, 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 be- it becomes a whole other debate about what makes a zombie, and I, I've generally right. chalked it up to the idea of having a lack of consciousness that's focused only on one thing, which is pursuing right. and eating or killing others. Uh, but regardless, what the, I mean, what I've generally said about the subject as far as slow zombies versus fast zombies, just give me a good movie. Like if it works, uh-huh. it works. Like so, yeah. it's like because I, yeah. I, yeah, I, 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 I really like yeah. I, I really like Twenty Eight Days. I like Twenty Eight Days Later too. I like I like I like I like Twenty Eight Weeks Later a little bit more. Actually, I think that movie yeah. has some really cool stuff. I like both uh, of them. Yeah, yeah. I like and I like I like the Dawn of the Dead remake by Zack Snyder. Still his best movie. Uh, it's yeah. um it's it's a fantastic uh it's a fantastic reimagining of what Don the Dead does. Which well, that's one of his great movies. He has plenty. It, Go ahead. Yeah, he, he has two. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the other two, you're talking about uh, Man of Steel and Superman versus Batman. I, yeah, they're I, both, I, I, they're I, both I, fantastic, I, Aaron. I, I agree <laughs> with you. I completely 100% could not yeah. disagree with Here your we assessment go. of how great those no, films are. Get on my truck. You know Craig's going to have to edit all that out uh, now. Come uh, on, guys. Are you kidding me? This stays in, brother. <laughs> I, uh, I like what it did with 300, and I yeah, admire 300 a lot of, was good. I, I admire a lot of Watchmen. Regardless, I admire a lot of Watchmen. What I was saying, what I what I was saying is I Dawn of the Dead again that's one of my favorite movies ever so the idea of remaking Dawn of the Dead it was like yeah. and, and, you know he had no movies at, at that time and that's also written by James Gunn who's you know doing Guardians of the Galaxy now so I'm like what's this gonna be I saw that movie four times in theaters I loved that remake I thought it did a great job of being this great like action comedy horror film that just really worked well so I mean yeah. there's a, there's a way- he's gonna that was a good movie for once but go ahead but yeah, I mean, like from James Gunn. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, George A. Romero, a, a you know, as I said, a, a titan of the, you know, he'd be he'd be or he'd be in that it, he'd be up for consideration on the Mount Rushmore of horror film directors. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely, oh, definitely yeah. he should. He should. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, let's see. Uh, it'd be Bava and Carpenter and Romero and uh, James Whale could be in there. Maybe James Whale. What's a lot. Craven. There's a lot. Yeah, what's Toby yeah, Wes Craven, yeah, I would say. Toby Hooper. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it'd be a big yeah. mountain. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, it'd be a big mountain rush. Pretty, pretty big. We'll have to think about it. Did you say Hitchcock? Yeah, I, obviously. He's, not, yeah, he's, he's the master of suspense. Suspense, suspense not horror. 
Yeah, not 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 hard at all. Yeah. Shut up, Chubbs. I'm kidding. I'm so we can't have a suspense hill behind or in front of. <laughs> yeah, it's a different mountain. Different mountain, dude. No, no. Yeah. Right, yeah well. Brian De Palma on a slightly smaller mountain. A smaller mountain that looks exactly like Hitchcock's mountain, but bloodier. The shadow. Right. Well, uh, again, death of a legend. Rest in peace, Mr. Romero, and uh, we'll certainly miss you and, and your films that uh, that you produce. So, all right. Um, last piece of news, really, we had was this Darabont stuff again surfacing in the news this week. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. con- conveniently timed to go with the Comic Con buzz around The Walking Dead. I don't know, but some emails he provided were released, and needless to say, they were just like. He he flew off the handle when he was with the show. Obviously, he just seemed like he was unhinged. I mean, this, these emails that he wrote. Oh, I don't know if this is the way it is in Hollywood. Eat. If this is the way they they talk to each other, but man, this is. Uh... Well, they do. You look at those Sony emails. Some of them were like that. Oh, yeah. Some of those Sony emails were, were, were that fire, that full of that fire and venom. And, and really, about these shows. yeah, yeah, definitely Venom. I mean, if you you can read this. I, I sent you guys an article here from Variety, just got published a couple of days mm-hmm. ago, and you can see some excerpts from those emails. And um, I don't think the emails really prove anything except that they're trying to say that he was unhinged, but he's trying to say that he deserves a bigger piece of the show, and right. that AMC right. is using accounting trickery or financial trickery. Mm-hmm to devalue or undervalue The Walking Dead because it's owned by one of their subsidiaries and they're kind of renting it to themselves and they're right. under undervaluing the royalties that he should still be getting to this day for his contribution of creating or being a creator kind of, of The Walking that Dead. He set it up. Right, he's kind of saying that he set this whole thing up. Well, he did. Well, I was, mean, he, there was no show without Fair Terrible. Right. Yeah, so, so I mean, saying. so he's saying if I set this thing up, like if it's me, well, you know, like if I I set this whole thing in motion. He's thinking I should get, you know, more of a piece of the of the pie. Right? Didn't you know he shop it around for like six years before? Yeah. It finally, yeah. Like HBO, HBO turned it down, right? Yeah, I was gonna say a lot of FX mm-hmm. turned it down. A lot of a lot of networks turned it down. Yeah. Yep. 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 I the the, yep. the emails, if anything, gave me more perspective on why I'm somewhat annoyed that they didn't give Darabont more of a chance. Like, it puts me more on his side. I mean, I don't right. really... I mean, honestly, I don't care either way. You see his frustration in those emails. Right? Nothing's going to change. Right. But yeah, you see his frustration. Like, people want right. to chalk up, you know, the problems of Season 2 to Darabont, but I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking, this seems more like AMC's problems that they had. Like, they were not... Yeah. So they, yeah. like, they had a show that was a hit in its first season, <laughs> and somehow they short-sighted it, where they didn't give it as much of a budget. They yep. didn't give Darabont time to do something. They wanted him to deliver with have, while having minimal resources. I don't think anybody, let alone the producer of a massively successful series, would mm-hmm. be able to handle that kind of pressure responsibly without being given the proper resources to work with. So I, I see more of Darabont's. Like I, I look at season two, which we, you know, we did our episode where we talked about our favorite episodes of The Walking Dead, and we all had a mm-hmm. lot of episodes for season two in there. Uh, mm-hmm. But looking back at that, I'm like. I don't know if like Darabont's the guy to blame for being on the farm for so long. It seems like they didn't give him a chance to do what he could have wanted to do with that. Like, yeah, you know, I, I agree well, with that. Well, That's true. The, well, what's interesting is things that people might have complained about, things they didn't like, a look of the character, you know, like some of the looks, some of it, uh, time spent in certain places. It, it seems like he had the same complaints mm-hmm. because like he, he was constricted. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's like he's given a bunch of writers. He wasn't like you know he wasn't tra- he, he wasn't I guess collaborating. He wasn't the cooperation aspect wasn't there. Like they weren't like mm-hmm. on the same page. Right. You have less right. of a budget to work with. So yeah, you can only go to so many locations if you have no mm-hmm. money to work with. Like there, there's a lot there that's just showing me. Yeah, I'd be pissed off too. I'd be sending emails that are trying to make you know write this ship in a you know a, a better you know an intense way. I guess right. Like, but what's hard it, though. But the mm-hmm. thing that's hard about these kind of things is you always lose when the when a creator or whatever leaves a show, a project, their show or whatever, or they're fired and they and they try to win it in the in the public, they never seem to be able to because sometimes when people have this love for a property, they get very defensive about that property. So it, it now you know the person that might have created it and brought it in, they become the the person uh, attacking their property. You know the kind of thing you kind of have that kind of personal ownership with it, and when you add ask the average fan um, of the show, the first response is, "Well, his stuff sucked when he was on the show, and it got something better, and now I, you know, I like it better, and he's gone." And they don't really think about all that other stuff that we're talking about right now. It's not really easy to to get people to care. They just want their their property and they want their entertainment they don't really want to get into the other stuff yeah that's the thing i mean we're talking about this right now i have no idea what actually happened as far as how things go it's all conjecture i can only read into Mm -hmm. ideas and whatnot i'm certainly not saying that i'm some expert on this so i can only look at it but what the the, what's showing what it's showing me is is painting a portrayal that for me doesn't necessarily say amc's in the right here it makes me think yeah darevant seemed to have some issues trying to make this show work and they didn't give him a chance like that's that's the takeaway i'm taking he, he, I mean, this is all going to be settled. We know that eventually, it could take oh, years from now, there will be a settlement between AMC and Darabont. Right. We'll, we'll never know what it is or how much it's for, but mm-hmm. he, he's just making his case. And then he, some of this stuff leaks out into the public domain because he filed a um, uh, this with the New York County clerk in pursuant to his case. So right. it, anything right. with The Walking Dead hits the newswire, and here we go. We're talking about it. So, I mean, it, it's it's all Hollywood. It's all, it's all you know, mm-hmm. uh, now it's legal. And he's legally, Oh yeah, right. yeah. He's not. Any. He, he's not he's quiet. Not someone scared. He's not. He's never been scared to voice his opinions. Like a lot of people don't want to be looked at as the villain in a story, right? So they won't. They kind of be quiet. They won't say anything, uh, and try to just do it through the courts. But stuff leaks out, and that that fear keeps people from. Sometimes when they feel like they have a case, they won't even bring it up because it's not worth it to hurt their. Uh, their uh, career down the line. Right. He is someone who's always been outspoken. Like that's kind of his thing. Like to, to be honest and do the things that he 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 do, works on projects he wants to work on. So he's in a position to to kind of stay with this and not worry about what the public thinks about it. He he was. Uh, I'm reading a piece of the email. It says uh, he, he was commenting that some of the dailies that were shot on this first episode of season two. He goes, seeing those dailies today left me gobsmacked and thinking I should fake my own death, leave town, and live under an assumed name. <laughs> <laughs> there are some shots we can use, but only a few. Uh, we have to reshoot the whole thing. He's like, he, yeah, he's he's like a high school kid could have done better. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know how this shows someone is un, unhinged. Like that, that doesn't show unhinged. That shows someone dissatisfied with what the studio is giving him to work with. That's right. what I hear. AMC is high claiming high. he was unhinged. I, that, that's their right. argument. That's, but I know what you're saying. That's right. the painting. That's the painting. They've been trying. Like over the, they've painted him as being. When you're outspoken, he's though, cray cray. He's, oh, I've seen that. I've seen that. Like you, if, if you're outspoken, they, you know, blogs or 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 uh, internet uh, news or whatever, or just news reporters 
we'll, we'll just talk about the lines that were sounded the most angry. So you sound like the crazy person when you, even if you have a valid uh, uh, mm-hmm. reason for, for the comments that you make, but that you, we're in spin city, right? That's, this is kind of how it goes. And people only stay with stuff. You, you got five minutes to tell me something. And then I'm out. Like and when you start, court cases are not good for explaining the whole thing in five minutes. And that's why people take sides. And sometimes it's not something where you can take a side. It's something where you can work it out over in the courts later. Uh, I'll read one last little clip. He goes, did, did ACAM have an epileptic seizure? This footage exhibits no indis- was it instinct what at all. Watch the second half. Take away. We could have gotten some usable footage, blah, blah, blah. Uh, mm. <laughs> epileptic seizure. Because the operator's whipping the frame and snap zooming, so he's he's critiquing the the camera work, obviously, of, of right. the way it was shot. Right. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, they they said they lowballed the the, the, the crew. People they hired the crew, right? Yeah, that, that Georgia. They crew. lowballed the crew. Yeah, and he's he's nothing wrong with being angry about that, especially if you're a good create, you're a a good uh, filmmaker, yeah. a good TV uh, producer. You want it to be right. You, know, you want your, your people yeah. to be competent, not you know, not just. Throwing the bare minimum of effort <laughs> or, or skill. So, not uh, wrong with that. Interesting. Okay. Well, it'll be in the courts. If anything else comes up, we'll definitely bring it up. I mean, it's not really germane to the continuation of Walking Dead. It's going to continue one way or the other. But it's interesting to see some of the infighting, some of the drama, I guess. Mm-hmm. Especially involving Darabont, such a you know powerhouse there. All right. Any other uh, news? Any other items you guys want to cover? or? Jim, you mentioned the Telltale. Jim, you mentioned the Telltale games. Have you finished the third season? Um, Walking Dead. No, in fact, I I got this bundled against some of the other games that were on it that I missed. So I have the coupon now for the third season when it comes out in full. So I'll play it all at once. I might try to see if I can buy it tonight. If I can get it tonight. Yeah, humblebundle.com. On the plate. The fifteen dollars is worth it too. You get the Batman Telltale and all that. So I've I've played the first three episodes of it. It's it's five episodes total, and I, I'm really digging it. It has a new perspective going on, but Clementine is still involved in the story. As far as people that know what we're talking about with the oh, um, cool. Walking Dead, uh, actually Kirkman did answer a question concerning if Clementine ever show up on the Walking Dead, hmm. and he gave an answer that I haven't really heard before. I'm sure it's probably been around, but it's the same. He gave the same reason that Daryl will never show up in the comics. It's that like the idea of having a a character you can focus on depending on how you're taking in The Walking Dead is how he likes it. So if you're focusing on Walking Dead, you have Rick and those people. If you're focusing on te- the Telltale game, you have Clementine. If you're focusing on, uh-huh. or if you're yeah, if you're focusing on like the comic series, you have Rick and you know certain people, but not the same. Like there's there's a you know they're they're different universes that all have a Walking Dead stamp on them, but they have a kind of a a differing perspective depending on how you decide to play it. So that's why there's not going to be too much crossover because he just likes it more of not complicating things too much. Like hmm. There's yeah. another spinoff right there. They could have the Walking Dead, you know, multiverse and have like where there's different, you know, wormholes and they're traveling through. It would be cool. Mm, I don't know about that. Anyway, uh, but, but I played... I played- <laughs> I played all the way through season one and season two and Michonne, and I also have played the Telltale Batman game. I tend to like to wait till the complete version comes out rather than to buy each chapter. Yeah, see, so I, I, I don't. Bi- it's the same it way. I don't. I, I don't binge watch shows, and so I don't like binge play games either. I'm like happy to yeah. play it like as they come out. That said, I got busy, so I just got held back a bit. But I am play. I mean, I'm right. not playing it all at once, so I'm looking forward to finishing it. Maybe we can record an episode by the time we all, you know, the ones that uh, play it do, because then we can talk more yeah. about that game and whatnot. Cool. But I do also know the um, Telltale made like a slew of announcements as Comic Con happened, where um, 
the next season of The Walking Dead is going to be the final chapter they uh, announced. Yeah. Um, uh, they're doing also, an, and they're doing another Batman game. They're doing another Batman game. They're also doing another Wolf Among Us uh, season. And that was I yeah. liked the Wolf Among Us quite a bit. That was that, uh, was, that was that was cool. That was cool. That 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 made me want to read fables. I still haven't gotten around to reading fables, but it did oh. make me more interested in reading fables. <laughs> it's good. It's a good series. It, it really is. I, I was a fables fan. I was really happy and pleased by that game a lot. And like I said, they aren't. Um, it's not like a first-person shooter or something where you need a lot of, you know, trigger time or a lot of training. I mean, it's mostly about choices you make, uh, actions you take, and the, their consequences. You know, so it's a digital uh, choose-your-own-adventure book. Right, that's a good way to put yeah, it. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah a good way to put it. Yeah, so I haven't, I haven't heard anything about the Guardians of the Galaxy game they've done, but I'm not I quite. haven't heard the greatest things. Of it. That's that's oh, kind really? of yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's like a pile of crap, but I, I, I you know, no. Of the tell- things coming out of Telltale, I don't hear anybody saying, "Man, well, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy is the one that really nailed it." Like I, I haven't heard. I was, uh, kind of- I, I was super surprised at how good the Batman game was. It really was. Uh, well, they I usually mean, get that game kind of right, though. Yeah, I like my Batman. Batman. And I like my Telltale. Yeah. So um, yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. peanut butter and chocolate put together into a. <laughs> I mean, Guardian, yeah. Guardian, some kind I mean, of concoction. I'm not sure what it'd be called, but you know. <laughs> yeah. What are you? What are your choices? It might not be that many. Which yeah. song to play? What <laughs> song to play? Right. Dar- Daryl's version would be, do I shuck or do I jive? Exactly. <laughs> do I dance? <laughs> All right. Uh, before we wrap it up, maybe a quick word from our sponsor, and uh, we can make it official. Jim, if you do the honors, please. DCB Service is the sponsor, and if you would like to uh, get involved with like the graphic novel side of The Walking Dead, or if you want to get a cool Walking Dead t-shirt or uh, action figure, or uh, you know, role-playing game stuff, or um, or any of that kind of thing. You can find it at DCB Service at you know thirty, forty, sometimes fifty or sixty percent off, depending on what you're going to get. And instead of dealing with a giant faceless conglomerate like you do when you order from Amazon, you're dealing with real people. <laughs> you're dealing with real people who do uh, really good work, and they do and they have great service. I mean, I I've never had a problem with anything I've ever bought from them. Uh, people I know that have had issues with them, they've taken care of their issues and, and dealt with them immediately. Uh, they're they're great people to work with. And uh, right now, uh, every DC and Marvel hardcover and trade, every DC and Marvel hardcover. Hello. Uh, yeah, we lost. Oh, sorry, I just heard my song. I heard, okay. Yeah. Every DC hardcover and trade paperback is now fifty percent off. Which is a great deal. Also, the I don't know if anybody's heard about that Captain America Secret Empire thing where he's actually like a Hydra guy. They have a bundle there for like $12.44. That's a fraction of what you'd pay for the original comics. Um, there are all kinds of stuff that, that as I mentioned, that isn't uh, comic or graphic novel related. All kinds of geek stuff from Walking Dead. You got you know the McFarlane action figures you can order from them. You have uh, the collectible card game. You have you know shirt t-shirts, hoodies. And if you did want to get in on the graphic novels in The Walking Dead, then there are a lot of ways to do that, too. You can get the big uh, phone book for size compendiums or the hardcovers or, or even just trade by trade to see if that's your thing at all. But you can get it all at DCB Service and their, their sister site, InStockTrades.com, at a fraction of the price you'd pay anywhere else. And you're dealing with good people. They have special discounts all the time, so you want to keep an eye on their website for stuff they have marked down. Uh, they do bundles, first issues. They have exclusives. Check them out, dcbservice.com, and we are so grateful for their support. All these, uh, all these many episodes together talking about The Walking Dead. Oh, absolutely, they make it possible for us to be with you. All right, so any final thoughts, guys, or just want to hold wrap on, it up? Hold on, hold on. 
Hold on. Uh, Jim, you asked if anyone had any questions on the Walking Dead Facebook group. Right? I sure did. Let's oh. see what they had to say. First uh, of all. I'm sorry. I didn't see any there. Did they actually reply? I didn't. Uh, there's there's three questions. Oh, three three questions. questions. Go John, for it. Johnny, Johnny Stower jumped in. Uh, the end of the Comic-Con trailer. Obviously, they want us to think he dreamed all this in a coma, but could it be a shot from the future after a time jump? Uh, no comment. <laughs> No comments. <laughs> we've read the book, so no comment. Because, I mean, like we've said a million times, this is like, you know, if the comic is Earth 1, this is like Earth 2, you know, because so many things are different. Yeah. So. Don't don't tell him that he wakes up and he's in the Matrix. <laughs> oh, man, I can't believe you blew it. Um, Mike Pampanella wrote in, the Pamp, um, is Walking Dead the right weight loss program for me? I think you need to consult your physician to find that out, Mike. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not a licensed dietitian or physician. But. I mean, food is scarce, so maybe if yeah. that's what it takes a zombie apocalypse to lose a few pounds. and Although it's not working Brains for Jerry. Brains are a good source of protein. A lot, a lot of cardio <laughs> in that show. That's right. There aren't, too, aren't too many fat zombies left except the ones in the well. Yeah. And, and finally, Mike Jones wrote in, all the talk about walking the walking dead ending, curveball or clickbait? Clickbait. Clickbait. Yeah, totally. Yes, it'll run for years and years. I'm yes. sure. Even if the com- I think even after the comic is done, they'll find a way to stretch it out on AMC as much as they possibly I'm, can. I, I mean, mean oh. I mean, honestly, I could I could see AMC ending this show at some point. I mean, I think there's a there's there is a kind of a limit to what. But the, what do I know? I mean, Supernatural's on season forty seven, so right. They're they're going into thirteen now, and they're trying to spin another new show off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called Wayward. It's called Wayward Sisters. Yeah. <laughs> they already did a backdoor pilot, and they uh, they're looking to put it in as a replacement. But CW is different because Supernatural is pretty. They keep it pretty cheap. I mean, they don't. That's they the thing about it. It's a good story, very, though. It's really. I mean, other other than their Leviathan season, oh, it's been a solid show all the way through. But the thing, the main thing about a studio, though, is you know, it's the bottom line. And they keep the show, you know, profitable because of how they, you know, the the sets where they shoot at and all that kind of stuff. Mm. I mean, AMC, it depends on it, it, a lot of it's going to depend on is it cheaper to keep the show going or is it just cheaper to just go to syndication and just end it? Like that's the main thing. Because Breaking Bad, even when they ended Breaking Bad, it wasn't the highest rated show no. in the world, but it was critically uh, loved. But it wasn't like, you know, as much as people talk about it, it wasn't like everybody was watching it like, you know, other kind of shows. So it'll, well, it'll go to how much it's going to cost to keep these, you know, to keep it going. That or, And there's you know. just so much story you can tell. You know, at some point, you just have to end it. Yeah, but they could do a reboot. I mean, what if they like do a major time jump between season 12 and 13 or something? And then Carl's an yeah. old man and <laughs> mm-hmm. and Judith has grown up and there's a whole new set of characters. I mean, they could they could keep it going that way. I mean, it's just... Well, I mean, good. but they could do that as a spinoff, you know, with a walk, Walking Dead, the next generation or something. <laughs> well, you don't even have to do it as a Walking Dead Evolution. Walking, <laughs> Dead is not even, walking Dead is not a Rick Grimes thing. Like, it's... He's in that world, but it could. You, there's nothing to say that you can't jump it and have it where Carl, you know, wakes up, you know, do some little funny thing where Carl wakes up in a bed and it's he's 39 or something, right? right? I mean, that is what I wish the comics would be. I mean, because yeah. they are. It is a Rick Grimes thing. That's that's kind right. of my, that is a Rick Grimes thing, yeah. and that's yeah. what the show 
begrudgingly wants to hold on to as well. Like, I agree with you, Daryl. It'd be nice to see something like that. It'd be really nice to see kind of a play. Like, if they wanted to, I don't know everybody's thoughts on loss, but if they wanted to, like, go loss where you have these kind of flash forwards and flashbacks where you kind of, like, have a loose understanding of how things got to the way they were, but you have, like, mm-hmm. Carl as, like, a much older character married to Enid doing stuff. Like, and thanks, and have, like, a flashback to, you know, what came of Rick or what have you. Like, there, there's... There's ways to keep it fresh, I guess, but I just exactly. I don't see I don't see it coming. I mean, so. they'll 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 tie a neat bow around it and you know make it season ten or season twelve and that's the end of it or now, something, right? Yeah. Now now let's, now if Fear the Walking Dead wants to have a complete entire reboot and start from scratch again, I'll all for that. Let's see that happen right away. I'll, I'll be I'll be happy to see him try it again. I, I will they say could though, get away with it more than, than Walking Dead probably. But the ratings did get a little better. Uh, so far, well, the story's was, got better. right. So it seems like yeah. it, I mean, it's again, it's way off where the, the main show, the the original mm-hmm. show is, but it did show some life support because uh, it, it, it was going down, 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 all the right. way through season two. And now it's kind of plateaued and kind of working its way back up. So I think if they turn the action up, turn the story up a little bit, make us more interested in those characters, it could be still viable. Look, it has better. Yeah. It's still again. I'll say it again. It has better results than. Um, my ratings than than Better Call Saul, and they renewed that exactly, for the fourth yeah. season. So it's like, right. Right. you know, well, you said the production costs. I'm sure is a lot more than Saul. Saul doesn't necessarily yeah, cost Saul, that much, right? Well, yeah, they, they, they film they film in Albuquerque because it's cheap, and then they just use Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. But the the fanciest stuff in 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 Saul comes from the fact they use GoPros on random things. So it's like it's not the hardest show to make, right? No. Uh, it's more yeah. paying the writers than paying the effects department. But yeah, Walking Dead, you got you know teams of people working on makeup and CG all the time. Let alone they're shooting in Atlanta with the hot hot heat all around. Mm-hmm. Can't imagine that being an easy thing to do. So. Actually, they're in, they're in Mexico now with Fear. They moved. Oh yeah, up. Mexico yeah. Fear. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Same logic. Same idea. You're right. All right, guys. So I think I can pretty much wrap it up. Um, we'll be back soon. In the meantime, if our listeners want to hear us, just uh, where can they do it? Uh, let's see. Aaron, start with you. Uh, you can find me talking about movies over on the other podcast I host with my friend Abe. Out now with Aaron and Abe, we talk about the weekly film releases. We just recorded a Dunkirk slash Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets episode, which is a lot of fun to do. And I certainly recommend those movies. See them on the big screen as big as possible. Uh, we also had a really special bonus Comic-Con episode. So I, you know, I've talked a little bit about Comic-Con today, but you can hear me talk about it with um, a, a roundtable of five people. Um, including my lovely girlfriend and the team from Weiss of Blue, the site that I write for. We talk about Comic-Con in full for like a good hour and 20 minutes. We were very tired, but it was a lot of fun to do. Uh, but yeah, weekly film reviews and whatnot over there. You can also follow me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Excellent. All right. Richard. Uh, um, well, besides this podcast, I'm on DC TV, which we just dropped an episode covering the last three episodes of Preacher, which was fun. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at ChubToad01 and uh, same on Instagram. Excellent. Daryl? Uh, you can check me out on at the TaylorNetworkPodcast.com. You can hear me and Jim and Donnie uh, wrapping up all the uh, TV and movie news that came out on Sunday, that came out of uh, Comic-Con. And you can also uh, check out some interviews on the Sunday Comics Podcast. There are a lot of comic uh interviews on there that you can check out as well as other podcasts on the network all right and mr deets uh as chubb said i host a dc tv podcast with him and jerry and daryl uh i'm on i uh, also over on the taylor network podcast i do nothing's on as daryl said also i'm on paradigm shift 
uh, D&D podcast where uh, we, we take our D&D game and edit it down into a listenable form and uh, and put it out there. And it's been a lot of fun and we had a lot of good feedback on that. And a new project coming down the pike called Spirit of 77, which is something new we haven't really tried before. But uh, keep your eyes out for that. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Yoda Jones. Excellent. And I'm the host of the Auto Chat Show, uh, Facebook.com slash Auto Chat Show, at Auto Chat Show, and the Twitter's Instagrams. Coming back from a short hiatus, we did do, do an episode with um, actually Mabel, the number one Volvo girl uh, she's known as, and that was uh, done last week. So you can check that one out. And I'll be returning to recording tomorrow with Teddy, my co host, back from the dead. Uh, we were a little bit of a hiatus, and, but we, we are looking forward to doing many new car reviews. We've got four backed up we have to do, and uh, many more to come. So stay tuned for that. That auto chat show, check us out. We'll be releasing that this week. All right, folks. So, who wants to end it this week? When there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember trailer views make all the difference. Watch it up. That's right. <laughs> Hashtag do the do. <laughs> <laughs>